Welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge Podcast, a show created by financial advisors for financial advisors. Are you ready for some straight talk about building and growing a financial services practice? Four advisors in different states at different firms that have each built $100 million plus practices from scratch the right way through hard work, doing the right thing, and having fun while doing it. It's time for you to get the edge. Here are your hosts, Brad Warhurt, Jeff Copeland, Jim Martin, and Greg Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to the Financial Advisors Edge podcast. My name is Jim Martin. I am joined by three superstars in the industry, Greg, Brad, and Jeff. Gentlemen, welcome into the show. I'm excited about today's topic, mostly because we do real serious business topics. And today we're going to talk about... Well, we're going to talk about some things that went wrong, <laughs> so, some prospect or client relationships that went wrong. And our goal today is not just to rent, uh, to, to rant on this and talk about it, but really, really ultimately to hopefully give you some ideas that will help you uh, y- y- you turn the corner on this to do a better job than we did in these situations. And, and we'll talk through some of these situations and how to improve on them, uh, but really to give you some uh, some humor here. We're, this show is going to air right around Christmas. So this is our, our prospect and client naughty list. They were not on the good list from Santa Claus uh, this year and did not get any, any good toys. They got lots of lumps of coal. And uh, I know Greg particularly has been really, really wanting to have this conversation conversation about some of the uh the joys of his life. So Greg, I want to go right over to you right away. First off, like let's dish on this. What like what 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 has driven you nuts? Like, I want to hear stories. Tell us tell us your worst. Give it give it to us. Uh so so we're talking about prospective clients here or you know we can we can have another episode maybe on client uh stories about these these awful people that we run into that are just not good people. (laughs) I did a, I'll I'll talk about a a social security seminar that I did. And this is years and years ago. um, And I had a guy that stood up. It it was the Q and a at the end. um, And he stood up and said, uh, everybody should just buy this book. This seminar was only an hour. And he stood up and and like raised this book. And he, he said, this is the title of it. Buy it. You know, wait, wait, wait. I want to make sure I understand. You invited this guy to your seminar. You took an, you spent the money to get people there. You took the time to plan the seminar. <laughs> You've delivered advice. You didn't charge him a fee. And then this guy is like telling you, telling everybody to go somewhere else to buy this book and like, oh, this is the best social security book possible, yada, yada. And um, it, anyway, I, I was just absolutely blown away. Then He's I did on the a- naughty list for sure, Greg. And then he had the audacity to come into my office and and book a meeting. And of course, I didn't at at that time, we didn't we didn't do name tags and it was a big, big audience. So anyway, this guy shows up for a meeting like a week or two later. And as soon as I recognized him, as soon as this guy that stood up and just embarrassed me in front of everybody and, and told everybody, hey, don't don't have a meeting with Greg. Just go out and buy this book, this Social Security book. So he books a meeting with me. He proceeds to pull out, bring with him this this briefcase of nine different financial plans that were done from other advisors, and I just kept asking questions like, "Well, what's in the briefcase? What did you bring? What did you bring with you?" And he just kept pulling out Charles Schwab, TIA Cref. He had one from Vanguard. He had one from, you know, a couple of wirehouses, and so. 
I mean, I, and so he goes, I, I'm looking for a retirement plan, a full-blown retirement plan. I said, well, you got nine that you've just laid out on my coffee, on my conference room table. What are you looking for a 10th one for? And you know what he said to me? He said, well, these are all good, but I'll know the right one when I see it. And I, I said, I'm just not willing to throw my hat in the ring and do all that work, buddy. I'm sorry. But he had the audacity to book a meeting with me. What was this prick really looking for, do you think? Friends? Friends. <laughs> <laughs> he was a weird guy. I mean, that goes without saying, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, in, in a in a better world, you would have figured out exactly who that guy was and and not had him in, of course. Like, you know, that that's good lesson for everyone. Somebody who doesn't value you, your time, or your energy. Uh, yeah. I, and, and I'm sure you've made changes since then. So now if you have a clown like that, you can identify him early on and just not even have him into your office. Absolutely. Yeah. I have changed my process entirely to avoid wasting my time with people like that. Boy, Jim, you've had some experiences with, with seminars in the past, I know, and you could probably go on and on. Uh, you care to share any of yours? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep this PG 13 because, um, yeah, I I've had, I've had every idiot under the sun, uh, come into my, my workshops. I mean, really, um, I, I'm not sure what it is. I guess it's a free meal. Uh, you don't get this as much when you're doing like uh, education events, but if you're going to offer a free meal, uh, you know, the people that hit the bar first are not, it's not a good sign if they've been drinking before they come into your workshop, it's usually going to cause some rowdiness. But I remember specifically, we're, we're doing a workshop. We're at a very nice restaurant, like a very fine restaurant. We're there. I'm going through the spiel. And I, I, by the way, guys, at my workshop, I am talking about nothing controversial. Like I'm discussing what's the difference between a corporate, a municipal, and a treasury, right? Like, like really vanilla stuff. And I have some guy, I remember this guy sitting there. He's saying, nope, you're wrong. I would like every time I'd finish saying something like, what's the difference between a municipal and a corporate bond? Nope, you're wrong. So like, guys, if you know me long enough, like it does not take a lot to like light my fuse on this stuff. Like I'm really nice, but all the, all of a sudden this guy just is like, he's like, he's saying this in the middle of a packed room. I, and I've spent thousands of dollars to pack this room. So I've had enough, like at this point, after about five or six interruptions and him arguing with me, and I tried to shut him down. Like, you know, I tried to ask him all the things like, oh, sir, can you tell me what I'm wrong? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, here's actually how it works. Trying to be the expert in a room, but no, he couldn't do it. Finally, I tell everybody, I'm like, all right, guys, I think we're going to take a bathroom break right now. So uh, we're going to take five, 10 minutes. Everybody, uh, you can use the restroom. You do anything you want. And I walk up to this guy and I said, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Karen, whatever his name was I said, it is, um, could you, could you grab your things and uh, just meet me in the hallway? I, I like, I want to, I want to have a conversation if you could. And he starts to proceed to F this and F that and get the F out of my face and like all kinds of crazy stuff. And I said, well, I think at this point I'm going to ask you to leave. And he, then he says, I'm not going to leave. I said, well, and so I'm stuck. I have the entire room, by the way, watching me. Okay. Like the entire room that I paid for, I've got my team there watching me and this guy, he's like, you know, he's like 70 years old and overweight and he's just, you know, he's just. He's cranky. And then he goes, he goes, I'm not getting out of this room. So finally I have to say, look, you can stay here if you want, but this is a private event. I'm going to call the sheriff and he's going to remove you. And like, I had to like drop that. Finally he gets up and leave as he's leaving. 
He's like standing in the doorway, screaming profanities at the entire crew room. It was the craziest night I ever had. My, my assistants were shaking. Like they were like, I, I, I don't know if you've ever had an adrenaline dump into your, into like your, into your body, but like. I was like not scared of this guy because he's an old guy, right? Like I'm a, a young enough guy. I'm not like intimidated by him, but like I'm like jittery now. I'm like I'm there, and I had to get up and like continue the. I had to get up and continue the presentation. Uh, I, I'll tell you exactly how many people I I closed from that. It was zero. Like it, it kind of completely threw me off. So yeah, that guy. Um, I hope he's never done that to anybody else. But it was it was the craziest night I ever had. So yeah, there are just. There's just idiots out there. And I, you know, thinking back, um, I probably could have handled it maybe a little better. Maybe I could have just put up with it and let it go and like let him be that guy. But I just my my ego got the best of me that night. So I wanted to kick him out. So I need a bounce. I decided I need bouncers. So Jeff, I'm gonna sign you up to be my bouncer next time. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's just one of many uh, many great stories of uh, the seminar racket. Uh, I do not buy I do not buy dinner as often any longer because of those those kinds of people that do show up. I, Jim, um, I was I did a um, a seminar on a Saturday morning in a hotel, like a hotel conference room, years and years ago, and I was wearing a suit on a Saturday morning, and I needed some help. Something was wrong with the room, so I went up to the front desk, and there was like a line of people checking in, checking out of the hotel, and so I'm standing there in a suit, and some guy comes up to me and just proceeds to like berate me about how terrible the hotel is and all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, why are you telling me? And it was because I was wearing a suit he thought i worked there <laughs> that's great you know what I, I this is see at least you wear suits usually i get um usually i'm in lowe's and they uh mistake me for being a lowe's like assistant manager uh, sir sir can you tell me where the uh electrical cord is all right brad you know I, you you've got um you've got a really fun story of uh riding around in a car um on a saturday that we love but uh we're willing to hear another one if you have a trump story on top of that yeah you know I already told that one. So if you want to hear the story of me and the geo tracker on a Saturday morning, the two door when I'm in the back, um, you have to find that episode, but I do have another one. That's a Saturday morning vehicle related story. So I don't know how this is. I was maybe three or four years in and um, I did a seminar and it was directed at, at, at retiring teachers. And this couple that came, Ends up there was another guy at my broker dealer who I knew he was very part time. He just he just kind of got licensed uh, for something to do and work with some friends and family and whatnot and former colleagues. And um, he he told me about these people. He's like, um, you know, I I've met with them maybe a half a dozen times over the last two years, and you know they're kind of odd people. And I was like, all right, well, you know, professional courtesy, and I was like. You know, you already have kind of been trying to work with them. You know, you can work with them. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, let's, I haven't had any luck. And he didn't, he wasn't doing it for the money. So he's like, why don't I go with you? He's like, well, we'll, we'll meet him, meet with them together. Maybe it'll help you. And uh, so we go, and this place is like an hour away. So I'm still traveling to appointments in the middle of nowhere. And we end up going maybe two or three times, always in the evening, meet with this couple. Uh, we'll call them Karen and Kenny. Right. And uh, even so much as we go to her exit interview for the state to, to finalize her paperwork, she asked us to go. We go. And the maybe maybe two months in this all occurs over like three months this time of year. 
they invite us to come to their house for a holiday dinner because their children were coming home. And so begrudgingly, we go. And now, and all now he's your father-in-law? Right, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go and um, and the two kids are home. Now get this. It's Christmas time. And the son had just graduated from law, st- law school and got a job at a firm in San Francisco. And the daughter was home with her fiance had just gotten engaged. So it's that it's those events in the family and my colleague Ed and I sitting around the dinner, the dinner table. And, you know, Karen calls for a prayer and everyone to join hands around the dinner table. Stop laughing at me, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) And the prayer, I swear to God, is entirely it's like three or four minutes straight of how grateful Karen and Kenny are for Ed and Brad. (laughs) <laughs> the daughter is there for new fiance. The son, freshly minted lawyer, traveled from San Francisco, and we're there, grateful, straight. Ed and Brad's guidance, blah blah. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. So we get through that. Awkward as hell. And then about a week later, on a Friday night, I'm in my living room, getting ready to meet friends for dinner, go out for the night. My wife and I, and I get a call on my cell recurring theme this is why you don't put your cell on your business cards and it's karen asking me if i would be able to meet them the following morning saturday morning to go shopping for a ford thunderbird they wanted my my financial expertise on this important decision and you think this is a victory story that they became clients uh i i politely said no that's not something that you know is generally included and um, and then two or three weeks later, they transferred out. <laughs> wow. 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 So I probably had 20 hours of work and travel time and awkward dinner. And because I wouldn't go buy a Ford Thunderbird with them, um, I got you, you just you didn't make the cut. You know, people do have unrealistic expectations sometimes. They really feel like. Um, we're their only, they're the, they're the only person we work with. And, uh, clearly that was, uh, this couple. Oh my God. What did it feel like when they transferred out? Was that like, thank God. Or were you just like furious? I would have been no, like at both the, at the same time. For, for one, I mean, looking back, thank God. But at the time, no, I was mad. It was probably year three. Like, you know, every client still counted and I put a pile of work into it. I was mad at the time, but yeah. now I'm, uh, now I'm glad. Now I'm glad. Jeff, I'm I'm going to be so excited. Now, when we first were talking about this topic, Jeff said, I've never had this before, uh, <laughs> but you've had time to think about. And I think what you have is uh, PTSD and you've just blocked it out. Yeah. And, and that's a really unique talent. And I, I think we all need, Greg especially needs to capture a little bit of this because uh, he, uh, yeah, he he really, <laughs> uh, he stews on this. But what, what do you have any of these stories? I have a good one that did come to mind. Why this didn't sooner, I don't know. So this is early in my career, and I'm going to try and tell this story without offensive um, accents or stereotypes. <laughs> Please. This is not easy. <laughs> um, this guy contacts me cold, said he'd like to meet to discuss uh, opening a money market account, which at the time kind of made sense. Yields were decent. Uh, this is 20 years ago. And um, he says, I run an international importing business. I have lots of cash flow. And I'm looking for a place to park my cash. And 
I actually have some checks here right now. If we can do this today, I'm good with it. I'm still new in my career. I'm like, heck yeah. So he deposits a check for like 30 some thousand dollars and another for like 20 some thousand dollars from like XYZ Import Corporation. Yeah. And like, and just so everybody knows, like 20 years ago, 50 grand was like $2 million today. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm seeing all kinds of opportunity here. Guy running an international business, depositing big checks on his first day, telling me he's got big things cooking. And then uh, he says, the, just a couple things. I will need a money market account check writing on this, which again, in the old days was more common that people asked for a checkbook so that I can write checks conveniently as well. There's going to be some flow both ways. No problem. We'll put in an order for check, check writing, uh, which again is something we did fairly routinely. Then I think a day or two later, he's back with a check for like 45000 uh, and then another check another day or two later for like 60000 And he says, just checking when the checkbook's going to come because I I am going to need to write some checks in the not too distant future. I said, I, I've ordered it, mail time, processing time, but it should be another three, four days. I don't know, give or take. <laughs> Guy shows back with at least one or two more checks on different days. Each one of them, they're getting like bigger and bigger as we go. And... Then he starts writing checks um, against this account. And literally the same day, I start getting notices that these checks are being rejected that he deposited. So I call the firm I'm working for at the time and said, what does this mean? They said, well, chances are there's just something wrong with the check. If you can get a replacement, we're good. So I call the guy and say, um, something happened with your check. Oh, no problem at all. I have a replacement. I understand these things happen. Comes back with replacement checks for the ones that were bouncing. He's then trying to write checks and the, every deposit has been systematically bouncing back. So then my broker dealer firm says, this is something, something's fishy here. You better call the police. I call the police and they said, we think this guy's running some kind of money clearing operation. If you can schedule a meeting with him, um, we'd like for you to do that. Oh, <laughs> what? So here, They've looped you I in? Am, I'm in my suburban office with one green wall. Um, and I schedule a meeting with this guy so we can, uh, he's like, oh, fine. I'll have more checks to deposit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I kid you not, I call the police. I tell them when I have this meeting set. And it's like that scene in the movie when you look out the window and there's a police car driving by and then you look out the other window and there's like a black car sitting there and they're circling my office. And as the guy walks in the door, they follow him in. He And I open the door as the police are coming in the front door, out my office door, and and literally, they're putting handcuffs on this guy in my lobby. The guy looks at me with the saddest puppy dog eyes I have ever seen. And I go, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> Man, that's great. He's on the naughty list for sure. But it gets better. Like, oh my Brad, God. it gets better. So this guy was printing all these checks. They were all, it was all funny money. None of it was real. So, so this all happens. And then this is something I've only learned because of this. I get this call. Will you accept a phone call from XYZ 
County Detention Center. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, this is too good. So I he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering <laughs> if I could request a wire transfer out of my account. <laughs> 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 so the guy literally calls me from jail after getting arrested in my lobby and asks for one more wire transfer out. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, the the money never came to pass, unfortunately. But it is that was a once in a lifetime kind of. That thing. is a, that's a heck of a story. That's like I'm thinking of the guy that catch me if you can guy that was uh, the fake pilot when you were saying yeah. the story. Same Fantastic. deal, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that Leonardo DiCaprio? What's yeah, that movie? Yeah, it was a Leo, Leo, Leonardo movie. It's a great book, by the way. I don't. I think it's Catch Me If You Can, but if the book is better than the movie, and the movie's great, but the book is uh, spectacular. Yeah. I mean, the, I can't believe the life some of these people, like the stress they've got to be under for doing the wrong thing, which is like, it's really good advice for advisors. Like just, you know, always do the right thing for your clients, for, for compliance, and then you never... You know, you never have the stress around it. Um, th- these are great stories, and they're a lot of fun. Uh, Brad or uh, Greg, I want to, you know, I want to kind of throw it back over to you. I know you've got some more, and I know this is healthy for you. So I want, I want to give you the floor to uh, to tell us another one and get it off your conscience and your soul. Yeah. Un- un- unburden yourself, my son. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is therapy for me. So, um, so I have learned, and it took me a long, long time that there are do-it-yourselfers out there. And I think it's most of the do-it-yourselfers that just eat up so much of your time and they have no interest in ever hiring you, but they will ask as many questions as they possibly can. They're trying to get as much free information um, out of you as a professional. And and then they're going to keep finding every person that they possibly can to do that. Um, I've done a lot of seminars in my career, as has Jim. Uh, A lot of these do-it-yourselfers, these these prospects will want to meet with you. In fact, they will be enthusiastic about meeting with you. And, And they will lead you on and lead you on. And unless you can really get good at identifying these people, you are going to waste so, so much time. Um, and I, I, I talked to, I talked to a guy, uh, this, this past, he actually booked a phone meeting, went on my website, booked a 30 minute phone meeting with me. Um, and essentially what it got down to is he had all these questions, all these questions that I can help him with. But what it came down to is he was his own financial advisor. And, and I, and I said, well, you know, yes, this is some advice. Finally, I'm at the point, you know, that I'm experienced enough where, and as soon as I said, okay, this is what it would cost as far as, you know, we're getting all this advice and me putting all this work into it is going to, there's a cost associated with it. We're not a nonprofit. He was like, okay, uh, well, yep. It was good talking to you. And, uh, yep. Um, you know, we'll, uh, I'll think about it and get back with you. I want to talk to my wife, which is a a cop out. He's, I'm never going to hear from the guy again. But the fact that thankfully, he would, yeah, thankfully, yeah. but that he would actually go onto my calendar and book 30 minutes of my time with absolutely no intention of ever hiring me or, or my firm for the service. It's just like beyond me that, that people do this, but they have a lot of, uh, they have a lot of nerve and a lot of gall and uh, it, it, these people are out there. It is unbelievable. I would never go to like an attorney and say, oh, 
you know, I heard uh, free consultations, you know, first consultations are free and then sit there and just just ask question after question after question after question and then fake being interested and then just take all that information and try to do it all my, on my own. I just think it is, uh, uh, I, I just, these people piss me off. Sorry. Well, they're users, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, well, and it goes, our industry is somewhere on par with the used car salesman, I think, as far as reputation goes, like by and large, there's this weird split of like haves and have nots. And there's way more have nots than haves, right? Car salesmen, us, and I don't know, maybe realtors. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you've got to be, uh, your radar for people that use you has to be tuned in. I had this guy come in, this was early, not early on in my career, maybe five, maybe four or five years ago. And I had a guy come in and I started asking him, you know, we went through and did an inventory at some point and he ended up having like $200,000, which I would have probably taken him as a client, but he, that $200,000 was spread out amongst like 12 different advisors. And he would go meet with an advisor every month. Like he'd have his annual review every month with each one of those advisors. And I asked him, I said, what, what are you, what are you trying to do? And I wish he would have said, nobody has the market cornered on good ideas because that would have been like the the best line. But he just said, but basically he said, um, you know, I, uh, I, I just think I'm going to get a much better return if I have a lot of advisors. He thought he was like, you know, collectively getting all of our knowledge together for these $20,000 accounts he had, which you know, you're, you've got to be careful about working with people like that. If they can't commit to you, uh, if they're not willing to, they're not going to, they're, they're a bad prospect and they're going to be a bad client. And Jeff has a really nice way of like partying with him that he shared a while back. But, um, but, you know, I think those are things we have to be aware, aware of. I, I want to kick it over to Brad. Like what some final comments here around, uh, around selecting and in, 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 in working with these kinds of people. Or kind of kicking them out more than anything. Well, these kinds of people, I think, self-select themselves. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, then uh, Jim, your way was the best. You just threaten to call the cops, and if that doesn't work, you do what Jeff does. <laughs> <laughs> I hope to never do that again. I want to be really clear. I so I, who won? Who is the worst story? I think Jim's drunk, crazy guy would That's be most bad. awkward, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I, I think that was horrible. I but the the goal of the guy that Greg had who raised his hand and told everybody to buy the book, yeah, who then came in to meet with him afterwards is just oh, that's that's some brass ones right there. That's pretty that's pretty amazing. I was pissed off. I, I <laughs> believe me, I did not want to see that guy again. And the thing is, is that book, what's so funny, that was like 2013 or 2014, something like that. And what was it? The Bipartisan Act of 2015, where Social Security, uh, they they got rid of like file and suspend and all those. So that book was like so outdated in one year. So if anybody went and bought that book, it was absolutely worthless. So anyway, that guy is just, uh, I, I still think about that guy. We can tell. Hey. Greg, yes, I meditate today now. Greg, Greg it's going to be okay, buddy. <laughs> You're going to get through this. And, and, you know, it was so funny after I said, you know, I'm not willing to kind of do a plan for you. He goes, oh, I was really looking forward to you doing a plan. He goes, is it because I don't have enough money? And he had $900,000. It wasn't a small account. But uh, but I was like, I yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you got to handle it gracefully, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think these are um I think the reason we wanted to tell you these stories today is we want to have a little fun and, and let you know that 
Um, you know, sometimes you listen to talking heads or people that do podcasts and they only tell you about the, the, the spectacular wins they have and yep. that everything is roses and, and champagne and everything else. And, and, uh, you know, guys, we're in the trenches, just like you, we meet with, uh, we meet with incredibly great clients. We have amazing clients, amazing books, but boy, oh boy, you've got to pay your dues in this business. If you're, uh, if you're, gonna, if you're going to really make something of yourselves and I appreciate everybody sharing this story. And I don't want to, by the way, I don't want to just uh, appoint Greg as the winner. I mean, Br- Brad, Brad having uh prayer, prayer dinner, and then, uh, not buying the Thunderbird got him fired. And, and, and Jeff is playing Dateline NBC in his office. Uh, he's catching a, catching a, a check kiter. So, you know, all these are amazing stories. We all have crazy ones and they're great. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to, um, the financial advisors Edge podcast. Look, connect with us. Um, if you want to be part of our community, go out to Facebook. It's, uh, um, the financial advisors edge community, uh, right on Facebook. You can also check out the show notes in the show notes. We do have a link, uh, where you can connect with us. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the show. Check us out at the financialadvisorsedge.com if you want to learn more about us. If you enjoyed the content, make sure to leave us a five-star review and tell your friends about us. The opinions that are expressed in the shows are that of each host only and don't necessarily reflect the opinion of the other hosts. Like the weather, our opinions can change. This podcast isn't intended to provide tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified professional. We cannot guarantee our opinions or forecasts are right. See you next week.